Hi, this is Dee Wallace, and you're listening to the Then Is Now podcast. Rise and shine, my sinners. When Father Evil starts his day, he gets a little deadly. Deadly Grounds Coffee has the richest, smoothest flavor you'll find anywhere. It's sinfully delicious. Once you go deadly, you never go back. Order yours at getdeadly.com. Coffee's so good, it's scary. Hi, this is Rigor, host of Then Is Now Podcast and The East Meets the West. I just wanted to say thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. We appreciate your support as we grow the audience for our shows. You could find our links to our Patreon page as well as our Tee Public page at havenpodcasts.com. With Patreon, you'll get a lot of exclusive stuff, including our monthly pop culture newsletter, cool gifts, discounts for Tee Public, and our special exclusive show, Then Is Now Filmmakers series, in which we interview directors, producers, writers, composers, special effects guys, basically anybody who works behind the scenes in film and television, and get their insights into the process of creating films and TV shows. Also at our Tee Public page, you'll find cool merch that you can get or even give to others as gifts. You can find those links at our website, or you can go directly to tpublic.com slash stores slash Haven Podcasts and patreon.com slash then is now podcast. Enjoy. What kind of a sick school is this? Things are afoot at the Circle K. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. You got spunk. I hate spunk. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Oh, righty then. How you doing? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Say hello to my little friend. I love the smell of great in the morning. What are you people? On dope? Stop whining. I got a crap on deck that can choke a donkey. Hey! Who is your daddy? I'm sorry, but all questions must be submitted in writing. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Can I do that? I'll be back. A dynamite! Show me the money! Don't! Up your nose when you have a hole. A what? I'm sailing! I'm sailing! You want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it. Pull it down. Love means never having to say you're sorry. Here's looking at you, kid. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. Go to the coast. We get together. Have a few laughs. Hear that, Elizabeth? I'm coming to join you, honey. I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. I love it when a plan comes together. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. We're on a mission from God. Hello and welcome to another fun-filled episode of Then Is Now Podcast. I am your host, Rigor, and once again, I'm flying solo as Chris's schedule has, uh, well, it's conflicted with our guest schedule today, so it'll just be me. 
Now, the world of the paranormal is something that I've been dying to get into on this show, and it has been a huge part of our pop culture for over 100 years or more. Such things as conspiracies, UFOs, ghosts, cryptids, and other facets of the paranormal have touched our collective imaginations, and interest in these topics is at an all-time high. Today, we have an awesome guest who is a psychic medium, and she's going to tell us about her fascinating life and encounters. So sit back and join me on Then Is Now's first journey into the world of the paranormal. Class is in session. I have a bad feeling about this. How could I possibly be expected to handle school on a day like this? Food fight! Hey, you in my class? I am today. I think you should consider transferring to shop class. Woo -woo! Now, now, very few students are severely injured in shop class. Bueller. When you were in school. Bueller. Did you ever cut class? Bueller. Yeah, I guess I did. Sure, most kids cut classes. Good, sign this. Um, he's sick. I get so lonely when I hear that third attendance bell ring and all my kids are not here. Seven years of college down the drain. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, so. You lack discipline. As long as I'm here, there will be no grades or gold stars or demerits. We're gonna have recess all the time. Woo! Go! Play and have fun now! Okay, folks, our guest today is an internationally renowned Irish-born professional psychic medium. She's also a master tarot reader, spirit medium, angel and spirit guide communicator, empath, paranormal investigator, coach, and a radio and TV personality who's been doing readings for over 30 years. She was featured on an episode of Paranormal Lockdown on Destination America with Nick Goff and Katrina Weidman as they investigated the Kreischer Mansion in Staten Island, New York. She was also featured on Season 1, the first three episodes, of Bill Brock's series Rogue Mysteries, which is on Amazon Prime, and recently filmed a series of haunted hospitals for the Travel Channel. Following a near-death experience in 2001, she decided to dedicate herself to bringing healing to many through her readings. She uses her lifetime experience in the tarot, a combination of traditional and angel oracle cards, along with guidance from the angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters overseen by her spirit guide, the Archangel Michael, to guide her clients in solving any present difficulties in their lives, whether it be spiritual, relationship, work, or dealing with the loss of a loved one in your life. She listens and looks in-depth at any blocks in your life and helps you find ways to overcome them so you can live a full, abundant, and spiritually happy life. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming to the show Colleen Costello, the Celtic medium. Welcome to the show, Colleen. Thank you very much, Roger. Awesome. Glad to have you. So um, let's start at the beginning here. When did you first discover that you had these abilities? How old were you? Um, I've always had gifts, Roger. Um, ever since I was a child, I've always been very intuitive and sensitive. And um, I just always knew that um, been sensitive to people around me, things around me. And uh, just uh, I just always had had those gifts. Excellent. Excellent. I kind of figured that. I, I think a lot of yeah. psychic mediums just start off. They just know from from the get go, you know. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm now I'm sure a good portion of our audience only has knowledge of psychics from movies they've watched like Poltergeist. But can you tell us what your abilities are really like? Um, well, when I was younger, um, because I had my abilities, um, I was always interested in other realms. And um, I began reading tarot cards, uh, got interested in them. And I began reading tarot cards when I was a teenager. Um, I taught myself how to read. So I started reading when I was about 16 or 17. And uh, that became very easy uh, to me. Also, I'm a medium, so I connect with those who have crossed over and those on the other side. 
that also came to me when I was a teenager also. So um, I'm both a, um, a, a being a psychic and a medium, which is are two different things. I don't know if you're aware, but uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, the psychic part of me, I do tarot readings and I'm an empath and I'm connected. To, I can use my gifts that way, but then a medium, I connect with those who are crossed over. So um, I use my gifts in those different ways and I can use them in separate, separately or together, depending on how, how the need is, how, how people need that. Um, but those are how I use my gifts. So depending on how you're talking about compared to things on TV, I mean, you know, a lot of TV predict, you know, show us as being <laughs> charlatans and, you know, a lot of crazy stuff, but, uh, uh, but we really do have gifts and we, we use them to help people as much as we possibly can. Excellent. Excellent. And one of the things I mentioned in the intro that I got off your Facebook page is that you're an astrologist. Is that the same as an astrologer or is there a difference? I'm actually not an astrologer at all. Okay. I don't know where you saw that on my Facebook page. I think you know what it is. It's Facebook just uh, puts you in a category. These categories you have to pick. Oh, and okay. uh, yeah, so when you're trying to pick a category for Facebook, there's no category for psychic and medium. So it just kind of puts you in a category. So I think that was just an automatic thing it stuck me in. Oh, okay. Okay. My I'm not, a, I'm, an, I'm actually not an astrologist at all or, or an astrologer. I never have been. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. My bad. <laughs> Um, but you've made a successful career at being a psychic medium. And, you know, you said you started in your teens um, doing tarot cards. And can you tell us your journey from there? Um, did it lead into radio broadcasting or was there stuff that you did in between? Um, I've always been reading. I, I, I started reading initially for friends and family. And by, by being an Irish Catholic, I always kept it um, hidden. Um, I was yep. afraid to use my gifts because I thought that it was the wrong thing to do. So I kept it hidden. But I would read secretly for friends and family and mostly friends, not really family much because um, I didn't think it was the right thing to do. Uh, when I moved to America, after I got married, I read more people, but I, I had a regular job, as you want to call it. Um, I worked as a medical office manager in a hospital and I did that for many years until I had my first son and that I, I had uh, had him. And that's when I started working from home doing medical transcription from home. And that's when I started doing more reading. And I actually, when I, just before I had him, when I bought my home in New Hampshire, I had a near-death experience. And I think that really changed everything for me because at that point when I had my near-death experience, I almost died. Well, I did die, technically. Wow. Um, and I came in contact with Archangel Michael at the time during that. And during that experience, um, Archangel Michael told me that I needed to use my gifts to help other people and that I had to stop hiding my gifts and I needed to use it to, to, to help other people and, and, and start using them. So when I came out of that, I really didn't know what to think about it. I had never really had any connection with the angels, um, even though I was Irish Catholic and I always went to church and all that, but I never had an affiliation with angels or collected angels or did anything particular with angels. So I became obsessed with angels and uh, I started a Facebook page called the angelic spirit. And I just really, at the time wanted to spread the message of angels and angels were real. I really believed hundred percent after having my experience that I was saved for a reason. And I had to let people know that angels were real. And we all had our angels with us and they would protect us and help us and guide us. And I didn't do it just to do readings or anything, but when I started working from home, it's weird. I started getting all these messages and signs everywhere I went. 
seeing triple digit numbers. I don't know if people are aware, but triple digit numbers are associated with angels. Yes. And I would see different things like that. So I was constantly getting guided. And then somebody had heard that I did readings and asked me, would I be interested in reading? And uh, so I read a couple of different people and it was just casual. But then once I did some readings, other people asked me to read. So as I was working from home, it was easier for me to do some readings on the side. So I started doing that. And then uh, locally, there was a psychic fair in town and they had asked, they were looking for readers. So I don't know, but I just said, you know what, I'll, I'll just see if they need somebody. So I called and I did, I went and I did some readings there and they really liked me and they asked me would I come back and do more. And I started doing that. So I started doing some psychic fairs. And after that, it just took off. So what happened was I started reading people and the word got out and people started recommending me. They liked me Um, from that. People wanted me to do parties and events and it just took off from there. And before I knew it, then I did that for a couple of years and I decided to make it my business. And I ended up giving up my job and uh, because people started asking me to do events so I ended up driving everywhere in New England. I ended up driving um, everywhere from New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Maine. I was so busy. I couldn't keep up with it. So it was really, was really blessed to end up doing a lot of events and, again reading. I was gone all weekend. I was gone nights. I was gone all the time. Every spare moment I could get, I was reading. So uh, that's what happened, really. And that's why I ended up eventually doing radio shows and different things like that. It just uh, kind of t- took off from there. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you had this near-death experience and the Archangel Michael basically said, you know, we gave you these gifts. Please go out and use them and help people. And you did exactly that. So when you got into to radio, what were some of the shows that you were on? And, you know, how did that kind of work for you? Well, the first show I did was A1R Psychic Radio. I got a phone call from them one day and they called me. God, it's many, many years ago now. Uh, they called me and I thought it was a scam. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, we want you to do a radio show. And I was like, yeah, who is this? And <laughs> uh, is my car warranty? No. So, um, right. yeah. And, and so they had seen my website and they liked my website because I, I, I didn't have any money at the time. I'm, you know, I'm a mom at home, you know, with, you know, I had two kids at the time at home that were really young. And, you know, I mean, yeah, I was working my butt off. You know, everything I did was, you know, I made a free website, you know, basically online and but i i think i did a pretty good job of it and obviously they'd seen it and they liked it too so they thought you know well uh we we like we saw your website well, we've heard about you we'd like to know would you like to do a sh- you know do a radio show it's only half an hour 30 minute radio show you, you basically set it up in your own house you can do it you know on the computer right um we'll give you a slot blah 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 so i thought you know i didn't think it was real but then turned out it was and the girl was super super nice trying to think of her name now my god she was awesome very nice and so she interviewed me we talked we chatted so decided to take a slot and do it on a monday night and uh yeah we called it the angelic spirit live and that was what it was with the angelic spirit i named it after my facebook page and um yeah i started doing it every monday night and i did it i think for almost a year or maybe over a year yeah i think i did it for quite a while and I loved it because I would, uh, you know, they would send callers to me. So I would do my show and they would send callers into me for read readings. And I would do live readings online or, or, you know, on the show. Yeah. 
And yeah, yeah. So it was just like I said, I did it uh, for, I think I think I did it over a year. I think so. I can't remember. Yeah, that was what I did that show. And then after that, I did did another show then up in Manchester on The Voice with the on the on the voice that was up in Manchester, New Hampshire. I did another show then after that, another radio show, which was a, a during the day show that I did that one as well. And that was a really successful show also. I used to do that as well during the week. And I used to bring my kids to that, actually. They used to sit in the green room. <laughs> they thought it was awesome. That's they great. would watch me do my show. Yeah, so I'd do that one. And that was fun. Uh, I did that. And then after that, I got Paranormal Lockdown with Nick Roth. Uh, then I got a TV show. So that's when that changed. So I went from radio to TV. Nice. So, yeah, so that's when I got Paranormal Lockdown on Destination America. And I got asked to do uh, be the psychic medium on one of their, on Nick Groff's new um, TV show, Paranormal Lockdown. And he wanted me to do one of the episodes, one of his new, uh, the episodes on his new show. And uh, so that's when I dropped the radio and did the TV. <laughs> That's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah. And how was that experience? Were, were you working? I assume you were working with a team of investigators, correct? Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure you know who uh, Nick Groff is. Um, yes. But yeah, he did Paranormal Lockdown. Well, so Paranormal Lockdown was his new show um, after Ghost Adventures. And uh, so they had it, I think, at the beginning, I think it was eight episodes, and I was going to be on the final episode. It was the Chrysler Mansion in uh, Staten Island in New York. Okay. And so I had was called in to do a seance for that episode um, at the mansion with him and Katrina Weidman. And so I traveled to New York to do that. So I investigated the mansion with them. And then I had to do, we set up the seance and I did the seance, which we can see on the show. Um, you'll see that on that episode. Is That was the, the main part. My, my main role was uh, conducting the seance at the mansion. And so, yeah, it was a fantastic. It was an amazing experience. I really enjoyed it. I have to say I really enjoyed it. And I, and I had done investigating before that. That wasn't the first time I'd ever done paranormal investigating. I had been doing it for quite a while, actually, myself with other teams and other people before that. But, yeah, that was the first time I'd done it on TV. That's excellent. That's excellent. And so you mentioned, um, uh, obviously, Ghost Adventures. Um, and uh, what's your opinion of shows like that and Ghost Hunters? Um, and these paranormal investigation shows, are, are they, I mean, to me, they seem very legitimate. Um, you know, what, what is your opinion of these kind of shows? Well, I mean, they are legitimate. I mean, obviously, you know, there's music and everything added in to, to make it seem more scary and, you know, all of that. You know, it's all, I mean, what you see on TV that's, that's minimized down to a, a, a 40 minutes or whatever how long is the show normally? I can't remember. Yeah, it's usually it's like 40, half, 44 minutes. Yeah. I can't remember. Like it's a, or if it's a 30 minute show or something. I mean, it takes hours and hours and hours and hours and sometimes a couple of days of footage to get that amount. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So yep. I think that people need to realize that, you know, it's not, you know, I think when people go on investigations, they have to understand it takes a lot of patience to get, you know, that amount of, you know, footage and stuff. I mean, I think, I think it's like anything, it's patience. I mean, it's like anything on TV, you yeah. know, it takes patience and stuff and things don't, you know, happen instantly, you know, 
like uh, anything that's well it's like anything it's like talking to spirits so when i do my mediumship you know you, you sometimes you'll get a spirit that will talk nonstop, and then another time i'll do a reading and i might get crickets yeah, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> it's like things don't happen on cue you know what i'm saying exactly so think, yeah yeah so you know i mean it all depends you know it's it's a look at the draw you know what i'm saying so right yeah but i mean I mean, I love investigating and I think these shows are awesome. I mean, I used to watch these shows before I ever went on investigations myself. I always loved them. So yeah, I, I always enjoy them. And I think going investigations is amazing. And I think everyone should go on one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> to experience it. <laughs> absolutely. I've done it. I've done a couple of investigations. And when I was yeah. at the, um, uh, the Saugus Mass, I was at the, I worked at the TV station there and we did an investigation of the, um, the town hall. And there yeah. was a psychic lady that was with us and she ended up doing some automatic writing, which was interesting. It was like yeah. all of a sudden her hand was going and, and she couldn't control it. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. And yeah. we, the only like you said, it's painstaking because we had uh, uh, quite a couple of hours of footage and I had to go through the audio and I did find it sounded like there was a name. I'm trying to remember what it was now because this was a long time ago as well. But there, somebody said a name, but it was backwards in the audio and in the background. Yeah. And we also picked up. And now this was, mind you, this was middle of the week during the school year. And we picked up audio of children playing in the distance. And there were no children playing because they were all in school. So yeah. that was interesting. Well well, yeah, you have to go through a lot of footage. Like I said, either visual footage or audio footage to hear things and photographs obviously yes yep. to, to see what you've captured because yeah it, it, there's a lot of things and there's a lot of things people miss too i mean sometimes it takes somebody else to go through stuff to see it right to see what you you've missed like you might show a photograph to somebody and then you might not see something in it and then somebody else might say oh my god what is that behind you or do you see something in the window or you know what i mean so yeah. things like that or you might play something to somebody and they might hear something that you might have missed or might not hear you know so yeah, I mean, it all depends. You know what I mean? So that's why it always is. It, that's why I think on investigations, there's so many people involved. Usually, you know, it's better to have, you can't just have one person. You right. know, it's, you need to have a group of people. And exactly. I think that's important. Yeah. And it was funny. One time I was at a convention and I talked to uh, Steve Gonzalez, who was in Ghost Hunters. And he was telling me that, like, sometimes they'll take up to two to three weeks at a location. And the, the biggest danger is that they're operating in pitch blackness and he says you know you've got the the camera crew that's filming the ghost hunters and he would literally hold on to the shirt of the one of the camera guys and follow behind him because he didn't want to trip and fall because in the pitch black you know you can't see anything you know yeah because they have the night vision cameras yes the, the other people can't see if they're in complete darkness right yeah so that that's kind of the, that that's the way it is yeah but yeah, like I said, it's it is exciting. It's it's definitely uh, it's something that gets the adrenaline going. <laughs> Can you tell us about some of the houses or haunted places that you've investigated? Or are, are, are any yeah. of them do any you know jump out at you as maybe some of the scariest encounters you've had? Oh my god, yeah. This um, I've been to some several different places. I mean, I'm living in a haunted house, so there you go. That's one. Um, I've been to. Let me see. Um, well, I did. I did a show with. Um, that's on Amazon, Rogue Mysteries with Bill Brock. Right. I did that as well. I mean, I did America Stonehenge. I also did the Betty and Barney abduction. Went to that site of the abduction of where Betty and Barney were abducted. That was very interesting. Wow. Yeah, that was a really crazy to the site where they were abducted. Now, that was 
that was something that I had never experienced before. And I have to say that was, you know, talking about like doing investigations of haunted places. And right. It's not a haunted place, but the, the, um, that was a very unusual experience to actually go where they were abducted from. And I actually experienced, um, I used dowsing rods when I went there Okay. and I, I ended up communicating with Betty when I was there during that whole investigation. And, um, yeah, she showed me where the the ship landed and everything. It was, it was crazy. And we ended up getting some amazing, um, audio, uh, high pitched sound on audio buzzing sounds, some amazing, amazing things we picked up while we were there at the time. That's unbelievable. Yeah. It was really very unusual and and not what I expected at all because they didn't tell me anything before I went there at all. Um, I got no information and literally I was just driven there. So I had no information. I never knew anything about it. Oh, wow. Um, And, and so when I arrived, it was literally just in the middle of nowhere. So I had no information. Did you get any impressions of what had happened to them that day? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I did actually. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I got was that um, Barney had pulled a gun um, because he was terrified when he got out of the car and that I got an impression that the gun was literally taken from his hand by some like magnetic force. Wow. That was one of the things that I picked up. Yeah. At the bottom of the hill. So that was one of that was one of many things that I picked up. I also picked up that they had a dog that was barking in the back of their car and that the dog was barking, barking, barking. And then all of a sudden that the dog just stopped barking like it was like put to like 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 uh, muted, like put to sleep. Huh. Yeah. So that was another thing I picked up because wow. I could see the dog barking. And then all of a sudden the dog just like silenced like something that was made it quiet and just like lay down. Right. Quiet. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the other thing that I picked up, but there was several, so many things I picked up, but it was something that I never expected to experience. So that was definitely, I have to say, one of the most interesting things that I, uh, places I had been. That's Um, crazy. So you walked in there over to the, to the site, not knowing what the site was. No, no. They told me they were bringing me there. Uh, They told me they were bringing me there, but I had never been there before. And I didn't know, um, like we were just driving they were i had never been there before i didn't know anything about it so they just brought me to the bottom of this hill um bill brock and and the team and it was just basically the cameraman and uh, all of that and i just when i got there i did not know like they didn't tell me where exactly like it was just all trees and hills they did they said they would let me figure out like they just said you do what you think you you go in what direction you feel you need to go in and where you think you should go so basically I went in what direction I felt I should go in. So basically they didn't tell me where the, the ship had landed or where, which direction I should go. in. I just had to basically, you know, go on my own direction and what I felt and which direction I needed to go in. And that's what I did. And so I went basically up the hill. I mean, if you, if you can see it on the episode, it's very interesting. Uh, but I went up the hill and then I stopped. And then that's where I felt that, um, Betty had been and then I went up and then uh, Bill just asked me he said where do you think the ship was so I, I was asking Betty I started communicating with Betty I was using the dowsing rods to talk to her and then she kept making me turn around and she made me turn around and come back down the hill and then she made me turn around and turn around and she kept making me turn around and then finally she made me turn in the other direction and she made me face this hill huh. and I said 
I said, this is the hill. I said, it's right here, but it's up on top, up right up there. And Bill was shocked because he goes, that's it. That's exactly where it was. So wow, that's what she showed me. Yeah, she showed me where it was. That's incredible. And for those listening yeah. at home who don't know, the Betty and Barney were a couple that were driving home one night. I think this was in New Hampshire, right? Mm-hmm. And they yes. they witnessed a UFO. They pulled over and looked at it and then had they ended up losing like two or three hours of time. And I think they were even like somehow further down the road, right? They were a few miles away from where they had stopped. Is that correct? Yeah, they were on their way home. I and mean, this was in the 1950s, yeah, I oh, believe, 50s, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And they were, um, I think the big thing was, yeah, they were driving home and they were almost home. And then they saw something in the sky following them. And uh, Betty told Barney to start following it. So they started following it and then it led them to this area. And Betty wasn't scared at all. And so she eventually, it, it was hovering above their car and they could see it. And Betty got out of the car and uh, Barney didn't want to get out. I think he was scared. She wasn't scared at all. They got out and they but uh, got out of the car. But yeah, they ended up being abducted. Apparently she put up a fight. They still have her dress, actually, from the actual abduction. Huh. With, I think, um, a rip in it. Yeah, because she put up a fight. But they both got abducted. They've gone under hypnosis and everything. They went under hypnosis. Right. It's all on YouTube. It's all online. Yeah, but uh, they went under hypnosis. And he really was affected by it. Um, but she talked about it nonstop, I think, right till, till when she passed away. She wasn't scared at all by it. She she wanted to talk about it and wanted to tell people about the whole story. But it really affected him. He didn't want to talk about it after that. Right. And that was but, one, yeah, of the f- one of the... Oh, go yeah, ahead. One of the, I think we were both going to say the yeah. same thing. One of the first abductions ever recorded. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, one of the first abductions ever recorded, yeah. And it's interesting. I try to attend. I haven't for the last couple of years because of COVID, but I, um, Exeter, New Hampshire has a um, UFO festival every September because there was an incident there as well. And um, not to go too far on a tangent, but um, I listened to, it might have been Dr. Stanton Friedman, talk about how... Um, under regression, under hypnotic regression, first of all, that both their stories were identical and they were separately regressed. And um, Betty was able to draw a crude map of what the aliens showed her because when she asked them where they were from, they showed her a star chart. And it was a basic, you know, simple drawing of these dots and nobody really knew where it was except... There was a lady who took that map and she basically, over the course of the next 10 years after the map had been released to the public, she had like all these strings from floor to ceiling in her, I guess it was her living room, and she took foam balls or styrofoam balls and those were all the stars in the sky in that area that that Betty was told and she narrowed it down, this lady, over the course of 10 years that it was the this whole star system of like zeta reticuli which i think be, um, yeah, betty yeah. had mentioned and it was basically a trade route at least that's what the alien uh, allegedly told betty was that this was a trade route and i guess somehow earth they were going to try and incorporate earth into that but i don't know what the the outcome of that but it was really interesting to find out that they they now know what the stars exactly were that she was talking about yeah yeah no it was amazing yeah exactly everything was bang on That's incredible. it was in, it was information that there's no way she could have known about right right exactly so especially what, not in those times oh yeah yeah 
And you know, what what other um, uh, encounters have you had? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, there was um, a restaurant that I investigated, and I'm trying to think the name of it. Oh my God, it's been sold since. That was up in New Hampshire that I investigated also with, oh my gosh. I did it with a group um, at the time. We were called, what were we called? I mean, I did it with, um, I don't know if you know Jerry Seavey, he's a candy man, and Rich Dan Boise, and uh, I think who else it was. It was a group that we were in. We investigated it. Gosh, I wish I could think of the name of the restaurant. They sold it since. It was a restaurant way up in New Hampshire towards the, the Vermont border. Okay. And we investigated that. And that was crazy. And um, it was very, very haunted. And in the basement of that, I remember we experienced, it was like a portal in the basement. I got pushed over. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, there was um, a, a guy there that called himself the doctor, I remember. In it, gosh, I could wish I could think of the name, but yeah, that was one of the places. I can't think of the name of the place. It got sold. It used to do really amazing cinnamon rolls. That's what I remember <laughs> about the place. But yeah, I went up there just to do. A, actually, the the lady had invited me up there just to do a party um, for her employees, and I went up to do the party. And when I was trying to do the party, I remember when I got there, I was charging my phone, and every time I was trying to charge my phone, the battery kept draining kept draining the whole time. Oh wow! So as I was sitting there, when I was sitting there doing my readings. I was watching my phone go from like 100% down to 5%. Oh, jeez. And then it would try and go up 10% and it would go back down to 5%. And I was saying, something's not right here. <laughs> and then the energy was completely off. And then I kept getting all these, you know, I kept getting, uh, I think I was hearing a baby crying. And I heard this other child, someone in the other rooms. And so I was saying to her, I said, this place is so haunted. And she was like, yeah. She said that the employees upstairs used to hear all the chairs moving at nighttime. A couple of employees, I think, stayed in the rooms upstairs, were renting or staying up there. There was um, lived upstairs. Wow. And all the furniture moved around at nighttime. Plates would fly at the cooks during the day. I think they said that the cooks would, in the kitchen, like saucepans and plates and everything would fly at them. Wow. Yeah, but I got, like, we got a lot of evidence off that. And of course, I've been to the S.K. Pierce Mansion, S.K. Pierce Haunted Victorian Mansion in Gardner, Mass. And I'm sure you've heard about that place. I've been there a couple of times, investigated there also. Wow. And that place is, I've had experience there also in the basement of that house. And of course, the house I'm living in now, which I just bought a year ago. Uh, oh, actually, nearly two, uh, let me see. It's, almost, it's coming up, in, well, it'll be two years at the end of this year. So it's uh, the Allenson Tucker Mansion in Derry. It was built in 206 years ago in 1816. Wow. Yeah. My first year here was a nightmare. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> That's an understatement. I ended up, ended up having to lock off my bedroom upstairs, locking off the bedroom and couldn't sleep there. I ended up sleeping on the couch for the first, for, for the first eight months huh. because the activity in the house here was so bad. When we first moved in, when we first moved in, literally the kitchen downstairs, I thought I, and the, the scary thing is, is I thought that being a psychic medium and being used to all of the stuff and doing paranormal investigations, I was never scared of anything. But to live in your, it being in your own house is a completely different thing altogether. Right. Because being woken up, it, it was always between like three and three thirty and four thirty in the morning, you'd hear like pots and pans and things like noise and clattering and banging in your kitchen downstairs. It was like, Oh my God, what the heck is going on? You know? 
and then hearing people talking, walking. At one point, my husband said down the stairs, he said, I can't take any more. And he went down, he went, hello. And this girl said, hello, back to him up the stairs. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Yeah. I almost got pushed out of my bed one night. I felt somebody pushing on my back, and I thought it was my husband. And I said to him some swear words, obviously, <laughs> um, because I thought he was trying to push me out of the bed. And I was like, what the heck? What are you doing? You know? Yeah. And it wasn't him at all. Oh, my God. So when I put my hand back, there was nobody there, but I was being shoved out of my bed. That's incredible. Knocking on the door in the middle of the night. Like we have a big, huge door on the house, an old, big, huge, old door with a big brass knocker. So I was afraid to sleep in the bedroom. So I was sleeping on the couch one night and I was sitting downstairs in my living room and all of a sudden banging on the knocker, bang, 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 middle of the night. I was terrified, absolutely terrified. So the bedroom upstairs, eventually I, I ended up, I, I wouldn't even go into it. I was so scared because um, I was just, I wouldn't go into it even to get clothes. I ended up moving all my clothes out of there because, and I ended up locking up the room. But the worst part is I could just like, oh, I think it was all the spirits were constantly trying to connect with me, you know, and that was the hard part because this house has been through so many changes over the years, obviously over 200 years. Right. The history of it. And the whole point I bought the house was because it was an antique home then I thought I could do my business here and also I wanted to research the history and you know preserve it because it's been restored um but yeah it turned out to be more than I could handle but <laughs> we, we've we've eventually we did get a priest in a couple of months ago to bless the house and it has settled down quite a bit now which is good well that's good yeah but we did we got a local we we, we did we got a local priest and he spent about four hours here um and he went through every single room in the house, every closet, uh, inside and out, and went outside to the land also. Because we also have um, a headstone. We discovered a headstone in our yard that huh. someone had taken from a cemetery. Oh, geez. And put in our yard, yeah. So eventually somebody who had lived here had taken, it was from the 1800s. Uh, so it was in our yard also. So, um, and that was hidden. So we found that also. Now, did you end up moving that back to where it belonged? No, we didn't because we don't know where it came from. Oh, okay. So we don't know where it came from. And yeah, have, no, it's still, no, yeah, it's still there. Yeah, okay. it's still there. And have you done <laughs> research into the house? Do you, do you happen to know yeah. maybe who the entities are? Um, I'm currently doing research. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of research. I've been down to the library, the local library, because um, this is the oldest, one of the oldest houses in Derry. It was built by Nehemiah Choate, and like I said, Alison Tucker was. It, it, it's one of the. It's in. It's one of the oldest homes here. Um, I've been to the library. I've talked to the librarian. And I'm doing research right now, and I can get as much information as I can about the home. Um, it's changed hands. I mean, it was mainly that Alison Tucker had, uh, built it or had it built by Nehemiah Choate. Um, and then at one point, I, I did realize at one point why there was probably a lot of negative energy. Um, and it was it was it was information that was hidden, and I only found out about it for chance from my neighbor was that it was um, a nursing home for about forty years. Wow! And um, not not so good nursing home. Oh so, wow! So um, yeah, it was uh, licensed for eight people, and they had over forty in here. And that information is hidden from everywhere. You cannot find it anywhere. And I eventually, the librarian found. Um, some information on it. Um, when she dug, really dug deep, um, she found one piece of information on it. 
So I'm trying, I'm really doing a lot of research and, and trying to find as much as I possibly can on the home right now. But a lot of people who were associated with the house have passed on and aren't around anymore. So it's trying to get as much information as I can to, you know, I'd like to eventually write a book about it or do a documentary or something on the home. Yeah, that would be amazing. So now yeah. if you if you find out the names of the possible entities that are in the house, is that something you can use to say, say someone's name was, for example, let's just say Alan, say, Alan, please stop doing these things. Please, you know, leave us alone. Is that how you would approach it if you had that information? Well, I, I already did some, I already did do some sessions here, like in the beginning. And uh, I did get people on recordings. I got a lot of stuff on recording. Wow. With people talking to me and telling me names and different things like that. So I have got a lot of stuff on recordings, but I mentioned I stopped them because I got too scared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because what happened was the activity just ramped up and, and there was too much physical activity happening. Right. Um, so that was too scary for me. I mean, literally, I was terrified. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, I have all the equipment, obviously, and all the stuff like that. So, I mean, I did do a lot of in the beginning. I mean, I was doing EVP sessions. I was doing all that stuff, you know, like I normally do. And I was like, hi, is anybody here? Can you tell me your name? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, and I was getting like people saying my name is this. My name is that. And they were people that originally had lived in the home. You know, I mean, and it huh. was clear as day, clear as day. Wow. And it was so unbelievable, like how clearly people were talking and saying, did you work here? And they were like, yes, I worked here. Yes, yes, I'm from here, this, from there, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was amazing, like the clear responses I was getting. But I think then there was also a lot of, you know, um, it, I don't know, it's a lot of negative stuff then ramped up then. You know what I mean? I think that there was a lot of positive energy here from spirits that had crossed over, but then there's also a lot of negative stuff because right. i i communicated with one woman who kept telling me that some bad stuff happened here huh. and i had to yeah so and so there was you know i think there was a mixture and it was just a lot to deal with you know what i mean yes yeah and so, i think you posted some some of these encounters on facebook like an, a year or two ago correct yeah about a year ago yeah i did yeah and did yeah. you do one with a spirit box session i did one with um yeah well yeah i was just using my i think i was just using the iphone or maybe i was using oh yeah yeah i do have a spirit yeah i do have a yeah i do yeah i was using the spirit box yeah that's right i was actually yeah, i did get one yeah. yeah i had a spirit box yeah i was using that one that's right i recorded it on my iphone i think i was doing a facebook live with the spirit box that's right right yeah that was yeah incredible. And it was yeah that was that was the one yeah that was insane yeah yeah they kept seeing my husband's name over and over again yeah. Um, saying Colin, the girl kept saying Colin, Colin, and then it was like, yeah, I got some some amazing names. I mean, this house is also connected to um, Star Faithfuls, who died in the twenties. Her great 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 grandfather was Allison Tucker, and he lived. He's the one who built the house here. And right. if you look up that information, you see that she was a socialite. That she was murdered, and her body was found in New York. So I think that has a lot to to do with the house too. Huh. So there's a lot of there's a lot of mystery about the house. There's a lot of things that are hidden. There's a lot of things that, you know, um, it's, it's fascinating when you go to dig that you see that there's a lot that has been covered up. I think there's a lot of stuff that's on the surface when there's a lot that there, that there isn't to be found, which, which I, I, which, which I really find interesting is because, you know, you think that 
a historic house like this would have a lot of information on file. But right. actually, there's a lot of stuff that's been hidden that I'm finding as I'm digging that you say, wow, you, you know, you think somebody owned this house, like, that, like, especially like it was a nursing home for 40 years. Where did all that information go? You yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. How come there's no record of it? Yeah. I mean, you could do a show like just about the house uh, on the History Channel, you know, like the ones they do where people are just spending years investigating it, going through the history. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know I could. Yeah. I mean, and I know that like and I know what people have wanted to come in and investigate the home, but I don't want to do that right now because I don't want to put my family at risk. Right. You know what I mean? Like, especially not with my kids. And and when it's just things have just settled down now, too, because it was just um, like I said, the activity and stuff has settled down now and now it's quiet and I feel like safe here because I literally was scared here. You know, I couldn't, I mean, I didn't sleep at night and yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to start doing readings here now soon again. I mean, I'm going to get back doing readings again, but I did take a break because I literally was, I was sick too as well. I wasn't feeling well, but um, yeah, I took a break from reading for a while, but I'm going to be back doing reading again. And I have some events coming up now again this year. But with COVID and everything, I mean, of course, everything got stopped. You know, all right. the main events and the para, uh, the para fest and all that stuff, which I normally do. But um, I just actually, the only thing I did this year, I did do um, an episode for Haunted Hospitals, which is going to be out on the Travel Channel this year. I think it's the end of this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did do that. Yeah. Yeah, I went to um, Detroit, actually. I think it was Detroit. Yeah, I went to Michigan. I flew to Michigan. I did that only a couple of months ago. So that was fun. Nice. Yeah, that was about um, actually one of my earlier, earlier experiences, which was um, one of my first jobs I had in Ireland, working in a hospital in Ireland, which was a former TB hospital. Huh. So that was actually one of my earlier, earlier experiences where um, I was setting up a new department in a hospital in Ireland and it had been a TB hospital and they <laughs> stuck me in one of the old... Uh, wards of the hospital to set up a, a new office huh. and i experienced a crazy haunting there oh, wow so uh yeah of former patients and yeah so yeah that that is going to be on the travel channel i believe i think it's going to be in the canadian travel channel first they told me and then it's going to be on the u.s travel channel so. oh okay that's so excellent. yeah that's yeah, that was that was a fun thing to go and and do. It was nice to get out and and go and do a show. Another show was fun. Right. Have you ever successfully debunked um, a haunting or uh, other paranormal activity? You know, like like when you walk in, you're not sensing anything, and you can tell, oh, it's you know, because of the wiring in this house. It, there's oh, just yeah, a lot of, of EMF. Oh yeah, I've debunked stuff myself in my own house. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, totally. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, well, that's what paranormal investigators do. I mean, the the first thing a paranormal investigator will do, and I have, you know, so many par paranormal investigator friends, it's their job to debunk. That's the first thing they do is they try and debunk. Right. Um, their job is they're, they're the, they're, they're first thing they will do is try and debunk it before they will actually try and prove that it actually is that thing. So they'll go and check and make sure that there's no breezes, there's no windows open. It's not the heating. It's not the piping. It's not, you know, Oh yeah. All the time. I mean, even in my own house, I mean, even when things now have settled down, I'll still be like, you know, you'll hear, you know, like my, like, I mean, even the other day, like I went to go come, I went to come back in with my dog. I got my dog groomed. I went to come in 
my front door and my front door sticks. You have to like literally it almost like you're at it for you to try and get it open now because with the heat, it's expanded. Right. And I went to go open my front door and it literally as I went to put my hand towards it, it opened by itself. So I thought that my my son had opened the door. And when I went to look, he wasn't there. Oh, wow. So the first thing I thought was, okay, who the hell opened, just opened the front door? Because it just opened on huh. me. Like somebody opened the door and said, oh, hey, you're back, you know? Yeah. So, um, but you know, like, then I like immediately like go to like debunk it. Like, was it, did I step on something? Did I step on something a weird way? You know what I mean? Like, because I always like debunk things, you know, it's like, uh, uh, because like in the beginning, I think, like in the kitchen, the pantry door used to always open by itself. And but we realized that like if you walked by it or if you stood in a certain part of the floor, it would open. Oh, so okay. so yeah, you have to kind of, you know, or if it wasn't clicked down properly and you stood on a certain part of the floor, it would open by itself. Right. So yeah, so yeah, you do try and debunk those kind of things, you know, and you have to realize like that. Like and then a certain part of the kitchen, the walls will bang. But then it's usually when the heat goes up. Yeah. So, yeah, you do. I mean, it's just there's there's different things, you know. But of course, like you know, I go a lot by. I'm different. I'm not saying I'm different, but you know, I'm. I I go by both things because I go by my sensitivities too as a psychic medium. So, you know, if I get like the feeling, you know, the sensitivities, like if I feel right. something is wrong, yeah. And I get the 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 combination of the actual physical thing happening, and my senses are telling me something's wrong. Then I'm usually pretty sure that that's what's what's going on. Huh. But like if if I hear a sound and I don't get a feel again, it's just like a knock or a bang, and I don't feel scared or I don't feel like there's anything going on. Then I'll usually be like, because usually like my kids or someone will say to me like when oh, I heard something bang or something fall. What was that? And then if I'll usually be like, what do you think, mom? And I'll be like, no, nah, I think it's fine. It's, it wasn't anything. Because I always go by how I feel. Yeah. Uh, trust me, I always, I get that. The hairs go up in the back of my neck. I always know when it's something. I, 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 I can't describe it. I just like know. Yeah, yeah. If it's a knock, that's a spiritual knock or if it's just a knock and something fell over. Or, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can tell the difference like instantly. Like for me, it's like, I just get that. Ooh, you know what I mean? It's like, yes. I know. Yeah. That's and great. so like, cause my kids will say to me, mom, they are, they'll, they'll have me, mom, I heard something in my room. Like, can you come in? And then I'll be like, okay, so I'll go in. And they were like, what do you think? This just fell off my dresser, you know? And, and I like almost know immediately. I'll be like, no, I, I don't think it's anything. I think right. like, the cat, the cat knocked it off. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or if are you know are then I usually can tell if it's mm, suspicious because <laughs> <laughs> I'll walk in and I'll get that vibe and I'll be like yeah mm. that's funny <laughs> you know yeah yeah it's just it's just a vibe I get you know I just I know it's it's again it's just my it's my gift I you know I just know these things I just I know you know that's it's good. The sense I get yeah so there, there was a point uh, several months ago where I was up late. Um, in the kitchen editing um, my shows and I started hearing noises coming from the cabinets and I was starting to get worried. I was at the point where I was going to, you know, turn on my, um, uh, my digital recorder and just let that run all night. And then finally we figured out that it was a rodent issue and we've since gotten rid of them. <laughs> but I was, I was glad that it wasn't anything beyond that. I was, I was starting to really get worried, you know? <laughs> 
We come from the retro future. We want you to be nostalgic for what's to come. A new channel and distribution network for smart people with bad taste featuring content from Church of the Subgenius, Creature Features, Cinema, Insomnia, Sleazy P. Martini and Guar, Troma, Corey Maccabee, Horror, Sci-Fi, Saturday Morning Cartoons, Midnight Movies, and Assorted Trash We Love. Add our channel OSI 74 to your Roku player or visit OSI74.com. All systems go. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Shark Bites, Shark Bites podcast. It's the greatest show in history. From the Dorkening Network, hosted by a nerd whose name Patsy. From movie reviews to tips on surviving the coronavirus, Shark Bites has it all. Follow us on Facebook and suggest topics at sharkbitespod at gmail.com. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hey, can you hear me? Hi, I'm so sorry I got cut off. That's fine. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I don't know if you heard any of what I was saying. Um I don't know what you said last. Okay, I can't remember. <laughs> okay. A few months ago I was working late um in the kitchen editing my shows and I started to hear noises coming from the cabinets, like a little banging and stuff and I was I was at a, the point where because this happened like two or three nights in a row and I was at the point where I was going to leave out my digital recorder all night long and yeah. come to find out it was a rodent issue and we since, you know, resolved that. <laughs> Ghost rodents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, well, you know, like I said, you you always got to check that. Check, check it first. You know, like you said, debunk first and then. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Yeah, so, it's true. Now, earlier in the show, you mentioned the triple digits, and I wanted to ask you about them because I have someone in my life who lost a person that was very close to them a couple of years ago, and they often see triple digits like 111, 222, etc., uh, specifically 444. Um, they'll see them in. Oh, my God. I can't believe you said that. Yeah. They'll see them in digital clocks, on license plates, uh, when they make purchases, uh, pretty much everywhere to the point where I see them all the time now. Um, and my understanding is that they're called angelic numbers. Can you tell us about yeah, that? Yeah, angel numbers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't believe you said 444. That's so weird. Uh, I'll tell you why. Because 444, I've been seeing 444 for the last year nonstop. Me and my daughter, everywhere we go, we see 444. And we yep. make a joke about it now because literally... I, I'm, I, I've never had got a tattoo before. Um, I've never had one. And so I keep saying, cause I'm going to be 50 this year. So I keep saying, Oh, I'm going to get, get a tattoo, you know, um, when I, when I turn 50 or before I turn 50. So I keep telling my daughter, that's it. I said, I'm going to get a tattoo of four, four, four on my arm, <laughs> on my wrist. Um, because I was like, the angels are like, definitely. I'm like the four, four, four. What is it with four, four, four. Right. And I met a, I met a, um, um, where where was it i was there was a group of people recently i was talking to and this older man said to me the same, same uh something about oh i hear you do readings and i said yeah and he said um can, uh 
people say to me also, can you just read me and I'm like I just like don't randomly read people you know what I mean and yeah. I was like I said I, I usually shut shut off when I'm out you know what I mean yeah and and I was like you know sorry whatever and he was like he goes I gotta ask you a question and I said what and he said um I keep seeing the number 444 and I was like I was so weird I said <laughs> I can't believe you said that and you just said it to me 444 yeah. and I'm like oh my god I said I said I think my <laughs> so you're for I think my angels I now I really believe my angels are trying to give me a son oh my god you will not believe what's on my <laughs> my phone right now. Three, three, three. I just looked over at the digital clock on the stove. Yeah, three, three, three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> holy crap! I think we're all connected. Yeah, that's so bizarre. Because, but I can't believe you said four, four, four. Because now, see, now you see, I'm a I'm a one hundred thousand percent believer that you were meant to say four, four, four to me. Yeah. Um, because like. That is just bizarre. So, <laughs> see now, I totally believe that, and I was obviously meant to tell you what four four four. You know what four 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 means? I believe it means that a, a spirit of someone who's passed on is watching over you. Well, it's more of that you need guidance and protection um, from yeah from your angels, and that you're being guided and protected, and that you really need to you know pay attention to that. And know that that and especially when you see that number. So whoever sees the number, I don't know, is is, is are you the one seeing the number or somebody else seeing the number? Uh, it's it's somebody else seeing the number, somebody very close to me and uh, they see it all the time. But I see it, too. Well, whoever sees it or whenever you're seeing that number, it's it's definitely it's it's a very family oriented number. It's a it's, it's a number that it, it's kind of like a spiritual awakening number. It's like. um to to believe and have faith that you're being guided in the right direction do you know what i'm saying right. um and it's a big number for change in your life too so it's kind of like you're you're being guided to accept accept the changes that are happening in your life and kind of have faith that you're going in the right direction does that make sense yes absolutely yeah so if there's a lot of change i don't know if there's a lot of change in your life for the the, the person that you care about but if there's a lot of change and, and sometimes change can be difficult. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, you know, when we talk about spiritual awakenings, you hear people talking about spiritual awakenings all the time and they say, oh, I'm having a spiritual awakening. And it sounds so wonderful and beautiful, but it's actually one of the worst things you can go through. <laughs> <laughs> the spiritual awakenings are really difficult and hard and torturous, you know? Yeah. Um, and people don't realize that. But when people have a spiritual awakening, they actually go through a really difficult time. It's kind of like shedding an old skin and going into a new one so um yeah so this is kind of like the 444 is kind of like starting fresh and it might mean that difficult times and and you know you might lose loved ones you might be going through something difficult in your life illness i don't know just stress anxiety i don't yes. know but it, yeah. it just means to hang in there and trust that you're going in the right direction and that there will be light at the end of the tunnel and it's you know you're being guided and and it's kind of like every time you see the four, 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 it's like, you know, um, hang in there. You know, it's it's all will work out for the best. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's amazing. It's amazing. I see, I see different um, numbers like there will be days where um, like on license plates as I'm driving to and from work, I'll just see like five, five, fives all day or seven, seven, sevens. It's weird. But I do see the four, yeah. four, four quite a bit. And the more you believe and the more you actually accept it and believe it the more you will see them and that's what's fascinating and it's it's kind of like you know you you'll say it to people it's it's it, and people i never see that but people like you 
on myself who accepted her, like I get excited about it and see it as a positive thing. We'll see more and more and more of them. Right. Like when I'm out with my daughter, she gets so excited. She's like, mom, seven, 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 five, five, five. <laughs> and she'll count every car that she sees and she'll add them up. Like she'll say, today we saw a two, five, 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 <laughs> one, three, 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 four, four, fours. And she'll go home and she'll say like, oh my God, we saw all these angel numbers today. And she gets super excited about it. That's awesome. And, um, and it's great. And I love being with her because she gets so, so excited if we pull up behind a car that has an angel number on it. And I love that because I love her enthusiasm, how excited she is. Um, but it's funny because, and I notice that nobody else, like other people won't see them or don't comment or notice them. Cause they'd be like, where? I didn't see that. And I'll be like, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> You know, maybe if you got more excited about it, you might. <laughs> right, right. It's, but it's, it is, yeah, it's great. It's funny, too, because um, when I was a kid, I read um, a series of books called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And in that book, um, the number 42 is a huge part of the story. And it's one of those numbers that sort of followed me throughout the years. And when I turned 42, which was probably about a decade ago, um, for that that whole year that I was 42, my kids and I would see the number 42 everywhere. That's funny. It was really weird. And to this day, it's, I still consider it a, a lucky number for me. But Yeah, see, I, yeah. And I, I will, again, like I said, I think, I think if, you, if you believe in signs, you get signs, you get more signs. And it's, it's like, um, like I, I always believe that like, and I believe, too, if you ask for signs, I mean, even with Love and Crossover, if you ask them for a sign, they'll give you a sign. Like if you ask them, like, I need help. I need guidance with this. Will I get this job? Should I apply for this job? Should I do that? Then when you ask for something or even when you ask your angels, which you can. Um, and I always tell people our angels are there for a reason and we have to ask them for guidance. If you ask a question, you have to look for the answer. And it could be like, for example, say you're going you know gps have you ever had your yeah. gps bring you on a loop in the wrong direction yes <laughs> that happens for a reason <laughs> and i tell people that because i've been driving where my gps has gone completely wonky and it happens to me all the time because you know my psychic energy and also you know i believe in every i believe everything happens for a reason but and it's come brought me on a completely wrong direction and i remember one day i was really stressed out about something and I was like um asking for an answer to some question I can't remember I was worried about something probably one of my kids or something I can't remember but and my GPS brought me down the back road and I was like oh my god I was so pissed off I was like oh I can't believe this I'm gonna be late blah 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 but it brought me down whatever back road and then as I'm driving to get back on the main road it's, it's redirecting me I go by this store which I'd never been by before and on the store what did it say it said angel something huh. <laughs> on the sign Wow. So then I'm like, thank you. I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. But it was like an angel thrift shop. Or something, but it, the, the sign had angel on it. And I was like, and there was my answer. You yeah. know what I mean? But, or, you know, it'll bring you to something that will all of a sudden make you think of something else. And you're like, oh, now I get it. You know? Yeah. Um, it's interesting to think about the chain of events in one's life that gets you to where you are at the moment. Like, I'll give you an example um, six years ago, um, my now wife, we were, we were dating and we were going to purchase a house and that fell through. So we ended up renting a house, which is, which we're still in right now. 
But if I hadn't, if we hadn't rented this house, the dryer wouldn't have needed um, a special knob. So because it needed that knob, we went to a local mall in Rochester that um, had a Sears at the time, and I was able to get the knob. But I, when I, we were at the mall, we discovered that there was a movie theater there that had been shut down. So I inquired about that, and I long one thing led to another, and we ended up opening that theater for a while and running it. And if we had purchased the house that we were looking at, that would have never happened. We would have never had any reason to go to that mall, and yeah, I would see. have never seen it, you know? Isn't that crazy? All of a one little knob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny. And then just, just you know, you could go through your life. I, I, I recommend that the people listening at home just go through the past few years and... You know, when things happened, you took a left instead of a right, and just how you ended up, like you said, with the GPS. The GPS ends up taking you to a place you weren't expecting to go, but it worked mm. out great, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like people coming into your life for a reason, people crossing your path for a reason. Like, uh, what is that saying? And I, I never think if it's saying it the right way, I always say it the wrong way. It's just like people cross your path for um reason it's either they say for a, a a day a week a decade this is some it's a really cool saying and I, I i always get it wrong but it's saying that you know people come come into your life either to help you or you to help them or but you know we all cross each other's paths for a reason you know what right. i mean and things happen for a reason the good and the bad i mean it's like when i i worked for lehi clinic for 10 years i was a medical office manager and when I had my son, I was supposed to go back to work full time, but then he was so tiny and I was like, I was like, I couldn't leave him. So I asked him, could I go back part time? And I wanted to go back and I was, they had a position where I could have worked nights, you know, so my husband could work in the, during the day and I could have gone down and switched the baby over with him and I could have worked nights. Right. But it was, it was literally came down to a two hour window. And the boss at the time, the guy who was over making the decision wouldn't he was he was just one of those you know what's yeah. and <laughs> after me working there for 10 years he wouldn't flinch and oh. i was like i was like begging him like to get so that i could work this out i mean i was like i worked there for so long put in all my years and i basically was like can we please work this out i said it's like two hours i can come down this time and i'll be able to switch the baby over and it was like it was perfect situation but he was just being a you know what and basically his answer was, you can come back full time or you can quit. And I remember when I heard those words, I don't know what came over me because I'm not one that makes rash decisions. And I just all of a sudden something made me say, I'm, that's it, then I'm going to quit. I've decided I was going to put my child first. Yeah. And then I spent the next two weeks crying, thinking, I have no job. What are we going to do? <laughs> but it led to me staying at home and finding a job doing medical transcription, which in turn led to me doing readings. And then eventually leading and doing my starting my own business, doing readings and events, and led to where I am now, making it my career. And if I hadn't quit, that never would have happened. So, yeah, yeah. So again, you're talking about, you know, my son is now 16. But if I hadn't done that at that time, never would have happened. You know, I would have right. stayed there. I'd probably still be there, you know. So... You know, so again, you know, these hard decisions in life and these these crossroads we come across and we meet and we have to face, they seem like the worst thing in the world at the time, you know? Yeah. But 
sometimes they're for the best when you look back on it afterwards after the fact exactly you see, oh my gosh yeah. yeah yeah it was the best thing that ever happened to me you know oh, yeah. because if it hadn't happened then i wouldn't be where i am today right now, uh, on a different note, I have a question. Um, have you ever worked with another psychic whose abilities just kind of blew you away? Like you were totally impressed? Um, I'm trying to think. I have, I tend to work alone most of the time. I find it, I'm not saying I find it hard to work with other psychics. I don't. I have worked with other psychic mediums and done other events with them. I haven't really... No, I wouldn't say I have because I generally work on my own doing readings and doing events kind of on my own. Right. I, I never really worked with other psychic mediums. Um, I, I've done um, events. I mean, I, I've worked or I've done circles with other psychic mediums and we work together and stuff, but not in the beginning. But I prefer I do prefer work by myself. Yeah, because it's, it's I think most psychic mediums do prefer work, do prefer to work by themselves. Sometimes I've done I've done a couple of galleries where I've worked with another psychic medium, and but you basically switch off. You don't kind of work. You know what I mean? Together. Yeah. I'm trying to think though. Who would I? I don't really have. I, I don't really follow anybody in particular. You know what I mean? Right, right. I just like to do my own thing because everybody works differently. I think I think people seem to be uh, have the have the idea that all psychic mediums are the same. Are we all? But we are so different. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm amazed. I think by. I am really, I've learned so, I have to say, I've learned so much from every psychic medium I've met. And I'm really blessed of me. I've worked with so many in the sense of done, a, you know, worked, met them and worked in the same areas as them. And I've definitely learned so many, so much from, from meeting all the psychic mediums and seeing them work on their own and seeing them do their own events and stuff. I think everybody's so gifted. We all have different gifts and we all read in different ways and we all connect in different ways. And I've definitely said I've learned a lot from, from other psychic mediums. They're all amazing. They are. I mean, I have to say, but like I said, we all work differently. Right. We all connect differently. It's definitely not something we keep. We definitely can't put us all in one box. That's for sure. Right, right. <laughs> well, Colleen, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Um, I'm sure we could talk for hours and hours about this stuff, uh, but we just Oh, don't my have... God, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, definitely. First of all, I want to let you know that the um, you've got an open invitation to come back anytime, talk about all things paranormal, if there's any specific topics you want to discuss. Um, Thank you. You are welcome. You're more than welcome to come on. Um, you've got a lot going on, so can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? Yeah, basically, I'm I'm up I'm updating my website, so my website isn't up right now. So I'm going to be making a new website. So because I have so much, I hadn't updated it in years, so I want to update it and put a whole new one up there, so that I don't have a website up right now. So basically, you can reach me on um, it's uh, Colleen Coslow, the Celtic Medium is my Facebook page. Okay. So you can message me through that if anybody wants to get a reading or anything like that. You can always get me through my phone number. I always give my phone number out because that's um, the best way to reach me. It's 603-508-2475. And you can reach me through that if you want to book a private reading. I do readings. I am back doing readings. Uh, mainly, I prefer right now to do readings um, online or via, uh, you know, via Zoom or phone. Right. Um, I can do readings in person. Um, I'm, we'll be doing readings in person soon once I get my office up and running again at my house. 
Nice. So I will be doing that again soon. Um, I just, like I said, after COVID, obviously, you know, with COVID, that all kind of went yeah. away for a while. And I will be start, I hope to start doing, uh, well, obviously I'll be doing events again, but obviously I also do home parties and events and I'm starting that up again again soon i will be starting that up again so if anyone wants to book something at their home or an event or something at, that they want to book uh, they can contact me as well and we can talk about it so again my phone number is great you can text me you can call me whatever you feel like doing i will always get back to you excellent and we'll have that stuff in the show notes and that actually made me think of one last question i had for you is um a psychic many years ago told me as i was curious as to how a phone reading or an online reading would work and the person told me basically it, it actually works very well simply because we're connected through the electricity and the wires. So me simply talking to you, you still have a clear path to say, for example, give me a reading. Yeah, it's all through energy. And it's the same thing like when I did my radio shows and I had so many people question. And it was interesting when I used to do my show in Manchester from the studio and people would call in from their cars. <laughs> they'd be in traffic and they'd call in and they'd be like how does this work and how are you able to read me i'm in my car and you're in a studio and and i would just i would tell them stuff and they'd be blown away i'd be like okay i'm you know i'm connecting with your mother your father your grandmother and i tell them stuff and they'd be like you know they'd the skeptics and <laughs> you know and, and i'd be like okay and they'd be like oh we're believers now <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, no, it does work. It definitely does. I know it, it, it's hard to believe, but it's all energy and that's that's what it is. It's right. all it, it's you know, psychic mediumship work is all energy and that's how it works and you know that's that's basically all it is. Exactly. And can yeah. you tell us again about the TV show you have coming up on the Travel Channel? Yeah, it's called Haunted Hospitals um and um like I said, it should be coming up in the travel channel. They haven't given me any, given me an exact date yet. Okay. They said it should be out in the fall. So, like I said, I I think believe it's going to be. Um, they said the Canadian. I think the Canadian network first, and then it's going to be in the U.S. in the fall on the travel channel. Awesome, but, awesome. Yeah. And are mm -hmm. you are you planning on going to the Parafest in Maine in October this yes, year? Yes, I will be there. Yep, in October. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, we're gonna have a booth there. I think this is the first time oh, I'm awesome. announcing so will, it. So, we'll... oh, awesome. So I will definitely see you there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm 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 excited to be back doing the Parafest and stuff. It's I've missed doing the events with with COVID. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Excellent. Well, Colleen, thank you. It's been a treat having you on the show and I look forward to speaking to you again and actually meeting you in person in October. Yeah, that would be great. Okay. Thanks so much. Excellent. Roger. Thank Have you. Have a nice Memorial weekend. You too. Well, we hope you got a nice glimpse into the vast world of the paranormal that exists right in our backyard. If you've got any stories that you'd like to share, whether they be ghost encounters, UFO encounters, or anything paranormal related, please either share them on our Facebook Then Is Now podcast group or email them to us at thenisnow42 at gmail.com and we'll read them on the air. Just let us know if you want us to use your name or not. And if you don't already know, we've started up a new monthly live streaming video show 
Former guest Bill Van Rin from Groovy Doom and the Drive-In Asylum Double Feature and I have teamed up to host a streaming video show called Fright Lounge in which we discuss all horror media. If you're unsure if you want to get into horror or are a seasoned horror fan, this show is for you. You can check out the details at havenpodcasts.com and the Fright Lounge link is on the right-hand side. Fright Lounge also has a Facebook page at facebook.com slash Fright Lounge, which will keep you up to date on all our broadcasting dates and times. We will be live on Facebook and YouTube. Generally, it's once a month. We're going to try and do the first Sundays of every month at 8 p.m. Eastern. However, June and July, it's going to be the second Sundays because of our schedules and holiday and all that. And I just wanted to remind you that Patreon is a place where you can support artists. We've got some great stuff going on at our Patreon page, including our exclusive filmmaker series, where we talk to writers, directors, producers, and basically anybody behind the scenes in film and television. So be sure to check out the Patreon link on our website and help support your favorite pop culture show. It's only three bucks, which is the same price as a cup of coffee. And when you sign up, you'll be entered into a monthly contest to win Sean Kanan's book, Way of the Cobra. For those who don't know, Sean was the villain Mike Barnes in Karate Kid 3, as well as AJ Quartermain on General Hospital and tons of other roles. It's a great deal, so check it out. And while you're on our site, please click the Tee Public link to get some fun merch. We've got our new classes in session design up, so grab them now. We also want your feedback, as I mentioned before, especially your paranormal stories. So once again, please email us at thenisnow42 at gmail.com. You can also join in the conversation at our Facebook Then Is Now podcast group. Then Is Now podcast is a proud member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. So please be sure to check out the other great shows there at the dorkeningpodcastnetwork.com. Also on our website, which is havenpodcasts.com, is our sister show, The East Meets the West, in which co-host Patsy the Angry Nerd and I discuss Shaw Brothers films and Spaghetti Western movies. And then as now is on YouTube, so please visit youtube.com slash user slash UncleDeath1 to get the latest videos as well as other fun videos. Please subscribe to our YouTube page and also share it with your friends and get them to subscribe as well. And don't forget to hit the little bell to get notifications of new videos. Also, please go wherever you download your podcast from, and if you could leave us a great review, five stars would be awesome. Um, that would be great because then more listeners can find us. It'll bump us up in their algorithm, and it'll recommend our show to people who may not know about it. You can find us on all the podcasting apps, especially the big three, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Class dismissed. This Now Podcast is intended for entertainment, educational, and informational purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during this podcast are the property of their copyright holders. All original content is copyright Jupiter Media.
For more shows like the one you just heard, check out the Dorkening Podcast Network at thedorkening.com.